Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. The Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to Motul Petit Le Mans weekend for 2018. Lovely to be back here again as Petit Le Mans comes of age. 21st time of asking. My 20th running of this race, having been here for the first one, in 1998 and all bar one since then coming up on the track the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge which is coming to an end of its era here at this weekend first free practice is one hour long let's check in with our Continental Tire pit lane reporters uh, straight away and say good morning first of all to Shea Adam morning Shea Good morning, John. The best news that I can give is it's not raining, <laughs> and uh, it's not supposed to rain for the rest of the weekend. So we very so much you don't have to be a little black cloud anymore. No, no, no. There's there's still a few of those in the sky, but that's not my responsibility anymore. I can be nice and optimistic, and more importantly, not need the raincoat on. Uh, we've got plenty of cars that are in the fast lane, ready to go out to start this first practice session of the weekend for the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. That is a big change from the last session, where the GT3 cars mostly elected not to go out and run any laps. So I'm very happy to say that there will be a lot of cars going out, and I'm also very happy to welcome Mr. Nick Damon to the pit lane. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Shay. Hello, John. Hello, the listening uh, the world. Uh, well, it's a first for me. This is the fourth time I've been to this fabulous event, but the first time I've ever done anything in the support pits. I've always been uh, walking on the other side of the, uh, the main straight, so it's a, a lovely place to be. It's a lovely place to be in Atlanta. Fantastic to be at Road Atlanta again. As, as anyone who knows, one of my, if not my favourite events, Petit Le Mans, of all the ones I've done around the world, and the weather is greeting me. As a, you know, I must say, as a British person, I need to speak about weather more than Shay, because that's really what we do. Um, we've had four seasons in one day yesterday. Now it's just lovely. It's very pleasant, John. I may sit out here and try and get a tan when the sun comes out in about three hours' time. Love your boyish optimism there. Love it. Uh, love it. Absolutely fantastic. Nick Damon and Shay Adam, our Continental Tire pit lane reporters for this event. And don't forget, at... IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch with us here at the studio, whether you're listening on 98.1 FM around the circuit or further afield around the world. Good to be back here. Jeremy Shaw is my usual cohort, just to my right-hand side. And while we're talking about things, by the way, the green flag has gone out and cars going out onto the circuit just before it gets very noisy, Jeremy. Our last event in uh, in this august uh, piece of architecture, the tower, which has been uh, a feature ever since I've been here uh, down through the years, is being dismantled and a brand new facility built. So uh, we had the honour of being the first broadcast from the new Daytona facility a couple of years ago will be the last from this one and I believe will be the first from the new one because it'll be first in use at next year's Petit Le Mans. Uh, oh, no, you're on the... Have, did I see what you've done? Right, fine. 
I'm on the wrong one. No, no, I that's was fine. On the wrong one. No, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, good you morning, were on everybody. The right one. I just had the wrong feeling. Aha! Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, this place has been here ever since I first came here as well, which would have been uh, mid to late '80s. So it's been here a long time. It served. It served well. But uh, yeah, quite a. Uh, I, I heard that news yesterday as well, and uh, I think it's. Uh, it's uh, not going to say it's overdue, but it'd, it'd be great to see some uh, some some new scenery here at Road Atlanta. Wonderful racetrack, great facility all the way around, and you know, Dr. Don Pena's uh, after he took over the track, just made some huge improvements all the way around the place, and it's just getting better and better. And this, obviously, the next step in in that development. He, of course, sold the track uh, several years ago now, but his legacy very much remains here, and uh, that this will be wonderful to see a new building here on the site of this present uh, control tower. Well, welcome along all of you who've made the effort. I know that uh, many of you were waiting in line before the gates opened earlier in the week when we uh, rocked up on what early Tuesday morning. Still plenty of people, or there were plenty of people, getting ready to come in and claim their favourite spots or wherever you are on the circuit. 98.1 FM and scanner frequency 454 even uh, to tune in to IMSA Radio across the weekend. And, of course, using the IMSA app, as well, free to download, free to use. We might ask you for some information, but we won't ask you about. Uh, we won't ask you for any cash there. First times coming in. Joey Atterbury going through in the 59 Mustang. The Ford 134.7 goes to the top by about a tenth of a second ahead of Kuno Whitmer in the number 74 TCR Audi. While we're talking about the ends of eras, last race as well this weekend. For ST class cars. And we had Nick Galante in the studio yesterday for our live midweek motorsport from Road Atlanta, seeing how much he was going to miss the ST cars, but already looking to next year and a GT4 M4 in the pipeline there. That's what he's working towards. It will be the GS cars, the GT4 cars, and the TCRs for next year but for this final race we still do have the venerable STs that have done such sterling work for the series down through the years and uh, a new mini driver this weekend Jeremy which I think is a lovely touch because uh, Luis Pericarpi who's the man behind the JCW mini team is going behind the wheel this weekend yeah yeah. He, he, this has always been his, his dream his goal is to, to be a professional race car driver he's driven he's done driven all sorts of different things he's, he's won the Baja 1000 in the uh, trophy truck uh, category several, a few years ago with a with a car with a truck that he uh, built himself let's hope he doesn't himself. need those skills this weekend he hopefully he won't need those <laughs> skills this weekend but yeah, he, he's, uh, he, he's, he's super excited about it of course he's taking the seat of Colin Mullen the 16 year old who's not able to race this weekend because instead he's in England the, one of the latest winners of the Team USA Scholarship which is a programme which has been going almost 30 years started the first couple of winners with Jimmy Vassar and Brian Herter and uh, many others since then. So it's Buddy your Rice fault. And, uh, it's your just, fault it that Luis Pericarpi's racing this it, weekend. It, it is, it is. Yes, he owes me a big one for that one, I think, does Luis. Uh, but Colin, uh, he, uh, having made his debut in the championship this season uh, at uh, Mid-Ohio, he was well, uh, unable to take part in the first couple of races this season because he hadn't yet reached his 16th birthday. But once he had done so, he was able to, to join up and he, he became the youngest ever winner at, at uh, Watkins Glen 
when he and Mark Pumbo won the four-hour race there. So uh, it's been a good year for Colin. He was very disappointed not to be able to race here at Road Atlanta this weekend to round out what's been a memorable season uh, for him, a first season of professional racing for the youngster. But instead, he's got this opportunity to go race in the UK, and he'll be at Donington Park today, actually taking his first laps at the wheel of a Formula Ford car for Cliff Dempsey Racing. Yeah, great uh Great couple of guys this year from a very, very talented pool of drivers, you were telling us, Jeremy. Yeah, really was. We had a shootout with the, with the final six at, uh, at uh, Road America a few weeks ago. And uh, the, I have to say the standard was extraordinarily high. And uh, uh, any of the six would have been good candidates. Had to make some very, very difficult decisions. And it ended up being... Uh, uh, Colin Mullen and Jake Craig, who's been racing F1600 cars up in Canada this season, a former top star in karting ranks for many, many years, making the move into open wheel racing finally at the age of uh, 20 this year. And he's going to be alongside Colin Mullen in England. The other standout, uh, well, they're all standouts, but Braden Eves would have been part of the group, but unfortunately he had, to, had some surgery he needed to take care of in the off season to make sure he's fully fit for next year, so he was unable to take up the opportunity. And uh, instead, then it'll be Colin Mullen and Jake Craig carrying the Team USA scholarship colours. Uh, hopefully, uh, bump into them in the next couple of weeks when I get back home from my extended oh, I think US trip. I think they might be. Their way over I, I, I wondered if the Hindoff Towers was on their list, yes. yes. Uh, Formula Ford 1600 Festival at Brands Hatch uh, next weekend. Yes. One of the absolute classic motorsport events. Uh, of well anywhere to be yeah. honest and uh, it has been quite a lot later in October before and the weather's not always been kind but last weekend in England was the warmest uh, October day since records began nearly 20 degrees Celsius Correct. across most of the country which for this time in fact for summer is not a bad <coughs> a bad temperature but for this time of the year is extraordinary so undoubtedly it'll be raining heaven's hardest for the festival of course I think Nick Damon and I, if the weather is good, are going to take either classic cars or possibly even motorbikes down to Brands. Splendid. So See you there. Yes. Is, are you over for that? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Very good. Yep. Very good. Uh, so time's coming in. Brett Sandberg is going to the top now in the number 80 Ford with Damien Faulkner in his last outing for Winwood Racing this weekend. Damien looking for a new challenge. Very experienced driver. And just a couple of tenths away. And in fact, Andrew Davis is just slotted into second in that uh, Chevy Camaro, the Rebel Rock Racing Car, which is back with us again this week. Yeah, and had a quick chat on Tuesday with uh, Robin Liddell, who's been instrumental in putting that deal together. The fingers crossed for at least one car from Rebel Rock next year. They do have two Camaro racing cars. And the work begins, well, the work has begun, to be honest. Uh, the uh, Another manufacturer into the GS ranks to join Ford, Mercedes, Audi, and the rest. Very exciting GT4 field there in the GS category. IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. First 10 minutes down. And it's Ford, Chevy, Mercedes and Audi. The top four. Jeff Westfall in fourth position. 
33, 80, 71 and 39. In TCR, hardly yeah, groundbreaking news that Tom O'Gorman is at the <laughs> top of the times and ninth overall. So more than halfway up the GS field there with the number 12 Audi. That's the E Euro parts. Rover Oils sponsored car, 132-119 for that car. And Tom has proved himself... Um, Rather proficient behind the wheel of that car this year. He has, hasn't he? The, the EuroPartsRacing.com team joining just halfway through the season. Five races uh, under the belts now for Tom O'Gorman and Kenton Cook. And Tom has been on the pole four out of, the, of, of those five races. Each time he's qualified, the car has been on pole position. A remarkable record. Uh, also, they have one win to their credit so far. And looking to make that number two this weekend. That certainly is a goal for that number 12 team. Tom O'Gorman and Kenton Cook, two very talented young drivers. And uh, with a very ambitious team that's uh, put together two really, really good cars for this season. The number 11 and number 12. So head down to the Continental Tire Pit Lane reporters. And Nick Damon has corralled Stephen Simpson at the far end of the pit lane. Hi, Stephen. I'm, I'm trying to work out when we fir- our paths first crossed. I'm thinking, did, did you do Formula Renault on the Toka package many years ago? Oh gosh, I did. That was uh, early 2000s. That was a long time ago. It's always nice for an old man like me to make a racing driver feel old. <laughs> well, you're doing that right now. That was a long time ago. I think that was, yeah, 2003 maybe, 2004, but uh, yeah, a long time ago, but uh, yeah, nice to, be in, uh, nice to be at Road Atlanta this weekend. I've just been told you also have uh, other ageing good news. You're expecting your first child as well. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Uh, my wife and I are very, very excited. Uh, she had a 20-week scan a few days ago, so we're halfway. And um, I'd like to say it's good timing because uh, little baby Simpson is due between Daytona and Sebring next year. <laughs> so uh, no risk of, uh, of being at a race weekend. It's good. To, it's good to know you. It's good to know you. You prepare properly for everything. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, like, I'd like to say that was good planning, but I, it definitely wasn't. It was pure luck. So, uh, yes. So it's exciting times for us. So basically, counting backwards from nine worked in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, talking about the weekend. I mean, TCR fifty-four car. I mean, it's uh, it's a Audi car. Obviously, you share it with Michael Johnson. Michael, uh, one of our wheelchair-using racers. I mean, give us an idea of, of the way the car is set differently from the standard machine. Well, uh, Michael's got a great hand control system in the car. Uh, he uses his, his hands to, to brake, accelerate, change gear, do everything, basically. Uh, and uh, it, it's a very good system. It allows me to still use the pedals. And uh, we don't switch out the steering wheel between pit stops, so we use the same steering wheel uh, instead of pulling uh, for the gears, we actually uh, inver- reverted those, so they're essentially buttons to push uh, when we want to upshift and downshift. But uh, Michael, do- Michael's done a great job this year. It's been a been a real breakout year for him. And uh, JDC Miller Motorsports guys have done a great job. We've got a we've got a good car, and uh, I'm just so happy to see Michael come along and uh, and win our first race together, and and also a bunch of podiums. I think it's uh, pretty well known. You've driven just about everything over the last, uh, well, as you know, 15 years now at least. Um, where do the TCR cars rank in that uh, you know, pantheon of a racing machine? They are very impressive. I, I really enjoy driving these cars. They're, uh, even though they are front-wheel drive cars and it's still a, a touring car, the car is built so well. Audi have done a great job building these cars. And, and from the driver's seat, you don't feel like you're in, a, in necessarily a, a, a road car that's being converted into a race car. So um, 
it's a lot of fun driving the car, and, and I think it's a great series. It's going to be a, a good series for IMSA, and uh, it's going to be very successful over the years to come. Stephen, thank you very much. Best lucky with your team over the weekend. So we're a quarter of an hour down, and... Uh and Nick just disappeared as he was about to say, I think Damien Faulkner's gone to the top of the times by 0.033 of a second for the number 33 Mercedes. Uh, Damien Faulkner then on top of the times this morning. Joey Atterbury in second, then Andrew Davis, 33.59 and 71. Mercedes, Ford, Chevrolet and Ford with Nick uh, with Nate Stacey uh, in fourth position uh, as it stands at the moment. So 15 minutes down. Uh, ST, it is the number 21 Porsche that leads from uh, Nate Norenberg in the 37 Mini, although those cars... Oh, actually, no. Uh, the 21 Porsche is out. It's just gone by me, actually. But everyone from 19th down over is in the pit lane at the moment. So still just deciding whether they're going to head out at the moment. The... Championship positions in ST. It is the Jones and Galante BMW with 292 points, which uh, leads the pack from the Pombo and Lamara Mini on 276. Then the Rabe Faulkner Porsche in third on 269. Nick Galante telling us he, the team's told him that they've pretty much only got to get across the start line to take the Drivers' Championship. It's not the same in the Manufacturers' Championship where there's only two points between BMW and Mini 2 BMW brands, of course. 298 to 296 and Porsche on 279 in third position. So very much a battle there in the Manufacturers' Championship in ST. In TCR, the Drivers' Championship... Five points between the Rick Casey Jr. Uh, Tom Longcar, uh, that's 288, and Kuno Whitmer and Rodrigo Salas on 283. Those two guys, or those two teams rather, well ahead of the competition, headed up by the Kleinubing and Block third place car. Actually, they're tied on points, aren't they, with uh, uh, O'Rourke and uh, Carpentier. On 2.38. So, again, a battle between the top two there, Jeremy, which is pretty much the way the point structure, there's there's a, a, a few different uh, ways that it can be cut out, but it's almost winner-take-all here in the TCR, isn't it? Well, yeah, it, but in fact, uh, with, with the problem that Rodrigo Salas and Kuno Whitman had last time out at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, they finished uh, way back in the fifth position, uh, in in the class there, and and with uh, Brick Casey Jr. Tom Long winning, that means that uh, Rodrigo Salas and Kuna Whitmer, if they win the class, then uh, Brick Casey Jr. and Tom Long would only need to finish in third position. Right. Uh, they they don't even need to finish second, so it's not quite winner take all. Uh, in 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 that situation there with uh, with five points between there's just a three point differential between first and second place points and as we're talking about uh, as we've been talking about the battles at the top of the field Nick Galante was in the booth with us for midweek motorsport yesterday now Shea Adam has found him down in our continental tire pit lane 
He's just hanging out in the pit lane, all calm, cool, and collected. Devin Jones in the car, but the car on the pit lane, you guys at Bimber World don't seem particularly eager to go out on track. Is that because you've got a nice cushion in the championship and you really don't want to throw it away in practice? Well, we're just trying to get ready for what we estimate the qualifying conditions will be. We think it'll be pretty dry. So we don't see that running right now uh, in the first half hour was was uh, necessary. So uh, we let the other cars dry the track, and uh, we're about to head out right now within the minute, I bet, because the times are dropping down to where we think that it'll be for qualifying. You've been in this position before, not maybe in a BMW, but coming into Road Atlanta, and you still have done well in the race. How hard is it to focus on doing well in the race and not throwing away the championship? Uh, before you get in the car, it's kind of nerve-wracking, but once you get in the car, you just kind of flick the switch and hit your marks and just drive like you all have been all season and just try to keep that in mind and just do what you do. We've got qualifying coming up later on in the day. Your car in particular has been so strong. It's been how many pole positions on the year now? Uh, I'm not sure. I, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, eight out of nine. <laughs> That's not a bad record. You're going to go for another one today. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, either Devin or I will have a good shot at it, whoever's in the car. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think we're poised well. Uh, you know, uh, Trent... Trent Brown does a great job setting up the car in the short amount of time we have here to practice, so it's really good. Team Bimmer World's awesome. You've been talking about it all year. The last opportunity to set the fast lap or the last win, the last pull. This is the last last for the ST category. You're a one-time champion right now, going to hopefully be a two-time champion come the end of the weekend. You feel a little bit uh, reminiscent of how the seasons have gone? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this it just speaks to the quality of this class, and I know a lot of people are going to miss it, but we got a lot of great things to come with the TCR program and the GT4 GS program taking off, and it's it's nice to look forward to the future, but uh, I know I'm going to miss this class, but uh, looking above and beyond that for next year. Well, enjoy this weekend, and we'll see you back in 2019. Always good to see you, Shay. Yeah, hopefully we'll see him back uh, with that uh, GT4 M4 that uh, he was telling us all about on Midweek Motorsport. If you didn't hear that over on our sister channel RS1, this is RS2, it was a radio of course, then uh, it is available for download and we had uh, Richard Westbrook in the booth, we had Owen Trinkler in the booth, uh, we had Madison Snow in the booth, so plenty of content from uh, the weekend here. Coming down to, in fact, just under 40 minutes to go. And it's Jeff Westfall in the Audi number 39 who's gone to the top now. As Damien Faulkner pitted and Russell Ward now in the number 33 Mercedes-Benz. It's uh, Audi Ford Mercedes Ford with Austin Sindrick back with us again this weekend in the number 22 Ford Mustang after a quite successful few weeks on the Orvals. He's uh, been doing some pretty sterling stuff in, I suppose, what we'd call his day job. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you, the the Ford uh, performance team, they've had uh, a bunch of young drivers which they've been trying to gain more experience in road course racing this season. Cole Custer did the uh, the first round of the championship at Daytona. Hasn't driven this car since then. I saw him briefly yesterday. He hopped out of the car uh, at the end of the uh, one of the practice sessions. And uh, he is uh, just getting himself used to this car again because the, the, the stock cars and the trucks he's been driving more regularly uh, weigh a lot more than the Ford Mustang GT4. So it's quite, an, uh, quite a, uh, an adaptive experience to get himself uh, back up to speed and getting the most out of this car. But you know, the, he, Austin Sindrick, uh, Ty Majeski, Chase Briscoe, you know, th- four very, very talented drivers. And Ford Performance 
uh, as just doing as much as they can to get these guys up to speed on this these sort of racetracks. In, in NASCAR nowadays, with a, uh, a, b a bit more of an emphasis towards the the uh, turning left and right, uh, or right yeah. and left, depending on which way you look at it. Well, and... Uh, uh, the, you know, they're trying to get these guys you know, as much experience as they can. It, it certainly sh seems to be showing, paying off. Well, it does share, doesn't it? Because uh, Chase Briscoe had a decent result up at Charlotte. He had a brilliant result. He won on the oval, and they credited his time here in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge Series, the experience that he gained learning how to turn left and right and how to take an apex properly as part of the reason why he was getting his first win in the Xfinity Series on the oval. Yeah, and Austin Sidney was on the pole for that race yeah, and led, led a goodly portion of it. Had a, had a, bit of a quick spin at one stage uh, right towards the end of the uh, opening uh, segment of the race. But, uh, you know, a talented bunch of drivers and, yes, very much and, so. and making their presence felt now on road courses as, as well. It was interesting, actually, because on my drive from Monterey, um, Rensport, what, two weekends ago, and I brought over the Porsche Panamera at... Uh, what was the pace car over there? It's going to be the fast rides car uh, for Porsche this weekend. The very nice black metallic turbo SE hybrid on the Sport Turismo platform. That's the the wagon, the state estate car, shooting brake as I described it in the, our road test. Um, just the 680 horsepower in that car. But on the stops on the way, I spoke to a number of uh, of fans of NASCAR uh, who are were particular fans of NASCAR, and I was asking them how they felt the. Uh, putting a, a road course or a road and oval course into the playoffs had gone, and they really liked it. Uh, and I, and I think I, I know that the current set of um, fixtures for the uh, for Sprint Cup is uh, for uh, Monster Energy Cup, excuse me, are set for a couple of seasons. But I've got a I've got a feeling that uh, NASCAR may well be looking at some more road options. So. These youngsters coming through, the next generation, if you will, Jeremy, are putting themselves in very good position to uh, to get right to the top of that very competitive field. That's right. I mean, we're seeing certainly the Xfinity and, and truck level. We've seen races at, at uh, Road America and Mid-Ohio the last several seasons, in addition to the long-standing Monster Cup, uh, Monster Energy Cup Series races at, at Watkins Glen and mm. Sonoma Raceway. Well, you know, with this new uh, new building being being constructed here over over the course of next year uh, to replace this tower i wouldn't be surprised to see nascar Ooh. racing here uh, with their with their regular series as well i like that uh, before too long count me in for that one absolutely yeah, uh, we are fun. coming down to 35 minutes to go let's look at tcr still tom o'gorman's time the best he's now been pushed down a couple of places though to 11th overall uh, and that time of 1317 uh, still good enough, as I say, for 11th position. ST, it's Mini Porsche Mini, and they're together in 24th, 25th, and 6th position and separated uh, by a second or so each there with 73 Mini ahead of 21 Porsche and 37 Mini in third. Yeah, no sign yet of the uh, of the BMW, although uh, the yeah, number 81 car just just done one lap, so it'd probably be coming around any moment now. And in fact, it's just past us. Oh, is it? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Perfect uh, so timing, Jeremy. Yeah, and uh, the, the battle very much on, though. And I think Galante uh, has uh, pretty much tied up the, the Drivers' Championship along with Evan Jones, but the Manufacturers' Championship well, in is still very much up, to, up for grabs. BMW took the lead in the Manufacturer points after the win last time out at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Uh, Mini having led the championship for most of the season, but it, that, that is a winner-take-all thing. Whichever What's manufacturer the, um, comes out on top here 
tomorrow is going to win the championship. What's the points differential between second and third second for manufacturers? For manufacturers, yeah. uh, Porsche are in third place. No, no, sorry, in the race, in terms of, of what you get. Oh, uh, uh, it's well, 35, 32, 30. So uh, it's, just, it's just a two-point differential, so right. whichever one wins. We could get a total tie because BMW on 298, if they finished third, they'd have four wins, four seconds, and four thirds, and they'd finish on 300. Or they'd, they'd finish um, on whatever those points are. Mini, if they finished in second, would have four wins, uh, four seconds, and two thirds. And with the two-point differential, they would catch the two points up at the moment that they are behind BMW. Hmm. So we could get rock, paper, scissors behind the tower uh, for the manufacturer's championship. Yeah, I have to do a little bit more digging on that one, actually, because the I'm not sure whether it'll go on the overall finishing positions rather than the, rather than the manufacturer's ah. positions. I'm not 100% sure about right. that. Let's, uh, uh, let's check in with one of the, uh, the drivers in that manufacturer fight in ST. Mike Lamara is with our Continental Tire Pitlane reporter. Uh, that's Nick Damon. Mike Lamara, um, whilst the overall win is hard for the championship, it's still a big manufacturer's championship to fight for in ST. Yeah, we're, we're uh, definitely uh, going to be trying to win the, the championship, the manufacturer's championship for many. That's, uh, that's our primary goal. It's been our goal all season, uh, so we really, we're really going to be working for that. Of course, we'd like a, a good finish regardless, but uh, that's, that's kind of our aim at the moment. Last race for ST, a sad, sad weekend in some ways? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I've been doing uh, driving ST for eight years now, um, and uh, so, yeah, it's sad to see it go, but excited about the future and TCR and the GT4 uh, GS cars. So I think the series is continuing to progress, and, and that uh, that's what happens when things progress, right? Has the Mini evolved into a good race car? It's odd, really, because I'm, I'm, I'm living in the UK, and it's, it's built just up the road from me in Oxford, and I never see any of these things race. You come over here, and there's a competitive bunch of them. Yeah, you know, the Mini is competitive. I mean, it started out, we were uh, struggling over the years, but in the last couple of years, it's been really good. This year, this year's been really strong. The Mini is a, is a really fun car to drive. It's uh, really fantastic, great handling, and uh, the front-wheel drive is different, uh, so that's been really fun. Have a good practice for TCR. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Mike, thanks, man. Oh, hang on. Uh, so what are you doing next year, then? Uh, right now, we're uh, looking at... Oper- I have... Uh, we're looking to uh, look at some Hondas, uh, working together with HPD to, to see uh, what we can uh, maybe ro- roll out a Honda and... Be- a TCR Honda, yeah? TCR Honda, correct. Brilliant. Thanks, Mike. Thanks a lot. Uh, but it's interesting, I was looking to talk about TCR cars, of course, John, and it's something I get exposed to all the time uh, within the Creventic class. And obviously, here, it's TCR, is Audi and Volkswagen, but there's so many other brands uh, racing across Europe. You know, you've got even with things like Hyundai, we've got the, uh, the Peugeot that's been uh, halfway housed in there and should have a full TCR car. You know, mm. And, and uh, of course, the, the strength, actually, in Europe has tended to be the Volkswagen, um, which is obviously been completely um, uh, beaten, beaten up by the Audi here. Well, the, the, there are a couple of things here Nick, that are different in that uh, IMSA only allow TCRs uh, from manufacturers who are represented here in the States. So, for example, there are no SEATs because there's no SEAT sold here uh, in the United States. Um, that's one of the reasons that they're not that they're not here. Although we had uh, Brian Herter in 
the booth at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Very excited about potential for TCR next year. Champions already for Hyundai uh, in uh, the World Challenge uh, version of TCR. And looking perhaps even to build a new car on the new Veloster N. Uh, they've been using the i20N uh, at the uh, this year, which we've seen over in endurance racing as well, Jeremy. It just seems to me that the IMSA caught the uh, the way the wind was blowing quite early. Got these cars in. All right, it ha- you know we've had as many as ten, not all year. And if some people might look at, at the end and go, "Well, it hasn't worked." Yes, but it's about to work, and IMSA have got there quickly and have already built a following here. And the teams who are running the cars are, are giving us nothing but positive feedback. Yeah, that's exactly right. We've got nine cars here this weekend. Uh, we've in in, in uh, and there's, there's another couple that have raced. Uh, occasional races that are planned to do more next season. So, yeah, I think the future is bright. All the drivers love these cars. I mean, they really are fun to drive. They are relatively affordable. They're they're relatively easy to run. There is manufacturer support there. So uh, for the teams that are new to this sort of category of racing, or TCR in particular, then there is help there from the manufacturers to uh, point them in the right direction and get them running competitively. So I think there is a, a lot of opportunity there, and I think this is a category that is going to grow very quickly. Shea Adam has uh, been watching uh, all of the uh, seri- this series this year, as, as we have, and it, it's just been, a, as I say, it's just been a, a multitude of compliments from all the teams and drivers running the TCRs. Yeah, and, and keep in mind that uh, for GT4, it was two years ago that we had four cars running at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. This year, we've had closer to 25 cars on each round. So TCR, although we've had some rounds with 10 cars, some rounds maybe with six, it has always provided a good show and has given a preview for what the future holds. It's a perfect advertising board for cars of the future and for what teams can aspire to move up and be in. Yeah. And honestly, the things look like go-karts on steroids when you get up close to them. They're just fantastic. And they are very quick as well. And when you go to the right sort of track for them, as we've seen, Tom O'Gorman, I, I think, was something like sixth quickest in the first split, uh, uh, even in race trim at Lime Rock Park, for example. And I don't mean sixth quickest TCR. I mean sixth quickest overall. Yeah. And I mean, if. And they are held back a little bit here. They are restricted down to under 300 horsepower. They normally run 330. Uh, they run a little bit less than that here, around about 290, I think. Yeah, but all that does is, uh, is assist reliability too. So it well, makes that's it very you know, more cost effective. And, you know, I, I, I think the, the bounce is about right. But, you know, if it, if it were to rain. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> we had rain here. Was it two years ago when the minis ran away with it in ST? They were certainly praying for rain this weekend. I don't think their prayers are going to be answered for tomorrow by the looks of things. But hey, the the, uh, the weather forecasts have been changing over the course of the last. Seventy-two hours or so. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? But certainly the minis will be hoping for rain. Uh, and uh, TCRs, they they would be running right at the very front uh, for the overall potentially in wet conditions. So uh, I think it's a it's a great uh, category, and it, and it is only going to grow and get better and better. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, we had uh, we saw Trent Hinman go to the chop there with a one twenty nine point eight six two in column seven. That's a Volt Racing Mercedes, uh, and that time, by the way was, uh, well, I'll get that back, back to that in, in a moment, but he has since been eclipsed by Gregory Leofouge in kind of a 19. That's what the Stephen Cameron racing BMW M4 GT4. That team, by the way, ran two cars yesterday. There was a, mm. a, 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 a straight white car uh, for Gregory and for the, his regular co-driver, Ari, Ari Baylog, but they're just concentrating on one 
for the race. So just getting some extra track time yesterday. Now he's gone to the top now with a 129.489. And that is already underneath Paul Halton's race lap record wow. for GS. That was set last year in the McLaren, a 129.7. Uh, Russell Ward improved up to second a moment or two ago with a 129.696, benefiting from the work that he's been doing with his co-driver Damien Faulkner. But then he's just been eclipsed again by Eric Voss and Chad McCombie, who've gone through. So now we've got, uh, what, five cars, uh, six cars within half a second. Yep. And four of them underneath the race lap record time set by Paul Holton last year. Paul, by the way, was also on the pole here last year. That was a 127.9. So that was a really stout lap to put the car on the on the front row of the grid one year ago. Uh, the McLarens. And uh, neither McLarens yet really showing in this session. Paul Holton down in 10th position. Just completed only three laps so far in the, in the Compass Racing car number 76. The other McLaren, the MIA, the Mia car, Kind of a 69, the race winner here last season. Apparently it was Matt also who's in that few... car at the moment. Paul Holton is on the pit lane. Is that right? Okay, fine. Well, it's actually the, the car is shown in pit lane uh, as well. So uh, yeah. I think it was Paul perhaps that started and uh, presumably and therefore Matt will be next at the wheel. 25 minutes to go. James Pezek up into... Sixth position. That's a surprise. He's sharing that car with Jade Buford, who would expect to be fast. That's a new team to the series this weekend. PF Racing, the uh, Pezek family team, PF. PF. Uh, and uh, a very distinctive very pink livery out there as well. Great to see that team uh, moving into the Intercontinental Tire Sports Car Challenge, dipping a toe in the water. They've had, uh, been running cars in the World Challenge Series as well. And uh, James, uh, a youngster, he's a, a football fullback. Uh, as well at, at college level. Uh, so a when you say football, you mean American football? Ameri yeah, American football. All right, so indeed. he's a big lad then. Yeah, yep. Right, okay. Yeah, he's well built, but he's, he's it's, assuming it's he at the wheel uh, rather than Jade Buford. That's a very, very good lap time. But even if it's, if it's Jade, it's, it's good to see that car here. And uh, you can't miss it out on the racetrack. By the way, the reason that I knew that Paul Holton wasn't out on the track is because our Continental Tire Pit Lane reporter, Shea Adam, is going to talk to him now. So, Paul, first things first, you're a Tallahassee boy, your family all down there, everybody's okay? Yeah, all good. Uh, so everyone I've talked to, you know, there's, uh, I haven't been able to talk to anyone since yesterday because they've lost cell service down there. But uh, everyone was doing really well, uh, hanging in, you know, all the hurricane parties were in uh, uh, high gear yesterday, so uh, everybody was having a good time. The hurricane obviously affecting the track. How are the conditions this morning so far? You know, uh, again, like yesterday, the track was really green. Uh, we actually lucked out, and we had one dry session yesterday. We were the only guys who had a dry session yesterday. So we're the only ones who have, like, any knowledge base to work off for this morning. But the track's really green. You know, we're over two seconds off the pole time from last year. Maybe we're 1.5 off right now. So the track's going to grip up, but I expect it to be really fast this afternoon and tonight for qualifying and as well as tomorrow for the race. Well, it was a pole for you last year. It was a McLaren win here last year. This should be a good track for your car in theory. Yeah, you know, this is good. Uh, we're 150 pounds lighter than when we were on the pole here last year. So, uh, and, But also at the same time, the whole field, I mean, everywhere we go, we're a second faster than we were last year, at least, if not two seconds. The field is just so fast. Everyone's absolutely on it. I expect to see a, a show this afternoon qualifying. You missed uh, the round of WeatherTech race. We're going to say, we missed you there. You haven't been in the car since VIR, effectively. When you sat back in your number 76 Compass 360 Racing McLaren, did it feel like coming home? 
Well, you know, it's, it's funny because I haven't sat in that specific car, but I've been racing the same car in China, two weeks of testing in Europe. Like, so I, I, it's not like I ever got out of the car, but yeah, it is nice to get back in the, in the orange colors, orange and gray colors after a little while. Good luck this weekend, Paul. Thank you. IMSA Radio live from Trackside, 98.1 is Road Atlanta Radio. Stay tuned to us throughout the weekend. Ed Conway, the voice of Road Atlanta, will be filling the gaps where we take a quick, uh, quick breath and keeping you up to date with everything that's going on. And there are plenty of things happening this weekend. We've got a movie night coming up before the weekend's action. And... Uh, Lots of things to see and do, as the old saying goes. We're in the last uh, 22 minutes, then, of this first free practice session. And having gone to the top, Russell Ward comes into the pit lane. 129.456. And it's back to that point zero three three again gap. That's exactly the gap that... Uh, his teammate Damien Faulkner had before uh, a little bit earlier on when he went to the top. And, of course, that's significant because it's the number 33 car that we're t- talking about. And now we have seven cars. Uh, well, we've got more than that, actually. We've got ten cars within a second. Uh, Chad McCombie is standing by ready to talk to our Continental Tire Pit Lane reporter, Nick Damon. Chad McCombie straight out of the uh, eighth car. Um, fifth in the championship coming into this event. What are your hopes for the weekend? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, we just want to close out the uh, 2018 season with a with a good finish and, and a better finish than a win, right? So um, we'd like to get back to uh, to that from, you know, it's been a little while since Watkins Glen, and that was a huge boost for our team, for uh, Patrick and I, for our sponsors, everybody. So certainly be good to close it out with one. How's the Mustang uh, GT4 around the uh, Road Atlanta track? You just hopped out? It's a lot of fun. You know, I've, I've been used to driving uh, our Mazda ST car around here, and um, this thing actually may be a bit easier to drive, to be honest with you. So um, the, uh, the the guys have done a good job. We've worked on it, made it a little bit better. Uh, we can still make it better. Um, so that's what we're working on now and see if we've got something that will hang on and, and give these guys a run for it at the end. How much uh, work and change can you actually do to the cars? Obviously, running all season, you've got a very good base setup. What can you do when you get here? You know, Now it looks like we're set fair for the whole weekend. Yeah, you know, with the uh, homologation rules, you're only allowed to change but so much. But the good thing about it is Multimatics builds such a great platform with this Mustang GT4 that uh, little changes make make a big difference. So um, we, we can tweak all day long and have a car that uh, is on opposite ends of the spectrum with just a few tweaks. So a uh, really great pra- platform to work with. And, um, you know, there's a lot we can do. You're in a big battle, uh, Ford versus Mercedes. You know, it's... Uh Oh, it's something that should be happening in F1, but isn't. Um, so what can you guys do to, uh, to claim that manufacturer's trophy for Ford? Uh, we just got to keep doing what we've been doing. Uh, you know, Ford's been strong this year. Everybody's done a good job all across the board, all the teams. Um, I feel like with, uh, with the drivers that, that are in Fords and the teams that ha- have Ford cars uh, here this weekend, uh, I feel like that we're in, we're in good shape to get a bunch of good finishes. When you're following the, uh, the Mercs around the track, can you see areas where you're quick and where they're quicker? Yeah, I mean, obviously every make, every manufacturer has their strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, th- this particular track, I'm sure, is going to suit certain manufacturers a little better than others. As, like when we go to uh, to Watkins Glen, let's say we were strong there. You go to Road America, and different cars are strong. So a- every different racetrack is going to hold something a little different. We'll uh, we'll wait and see what Road Atlanta does tomorrow. Chad, best of the weekend. Thanks for talking to us. Cheers, mate. 
Richard out of the number eight Ford. His teammate Patrick Gallagher is in the car at the moment. Pat's just done a 130.5 as he gets up to speed. The best for that car, 29.6. And uh, we have six cars now. Uh, seven cars under 90 seconds in GT4, the GS category. Russell Ward still leading out for Windward Racing by that 0 0.033 of a second. Then it's the BMW. Oh, and as I say that, Carl Marcelli bounces to the top by 0 0.048 of a second. So we're not even trading in full tenths at the moment. And the top three are within a tenth of each other. 129.408 for Carl Marcelli in the 60 uh, co-racing uh, machine. Then... The Mercedes-Benz of Russell Ward for Winwood, 129.456 and 489 for the 19 BMW. That, well, the hat comes off again to the IMSA technical team. Three cars from three different manufacturers within 0.81 of a second, possibly making their lap time slightly differently. They will have different strengths and weaknesses at different parts of the, what, two and a half miles or thereabouts around Road Atlanta, Jeremy. But the point is that the guys are doing their job. Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, Ford, Mercedes, BMW, the Audi is uh, about three quarters of a second off at the moment. That's number 39 car. That's the car that was on the uh, on the podium for the first time last time out at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Two drivers there on their home track, both Californians, Tyler McQuarrie and, uh, and uh, Jeff Westfall. The McLarens, I think uh, there's certainly more for, to, to come from them. We haven't yet seen their full hand shown yet this morning but we will do before the end of the week for sure so yeah i think the the, the, the uh, technical team has done a really really good job it, it's it's so tight there uh, amongst the different manufacturers in gs at the moment uh, let's go down to uh, continental tire pit lane reporter sheer adam uh, we've not seen three cars two i think i know the answer for 46 bmw tgm Championship leader, Owen Trinkler not yet out on the circuit, neither Hugh Plum. We've not seen the 75 or the 77 Audis either. And we will not be seeing the 77 Audi for the exact same reason. Tom Long and Britt Casey Jr. come into this weekend leading the championship over their teammates. The 74 car driven by Rodrigo Salas and Kuno Whitmer, both of whom who have driven that car this morning, turning quite a lot of laps. Uh, we will not be seeing the 77. They do not feel that they need to run this practice session and risk their car. They would like to keep all the panels pointing in the right way. And I actually did an Audi dealership event at Audi of Atlanta the other night, and those two gentlemen were there. They pointed out that their car has very little scuffage marks on it because they have kept it in a very pristine condition. They intend on doing that the entire way through the championship, and they don't want to risk it in a practice session. As for the Pierre Kleinebing and Roy Block car, I will go down and ask Carl Thompson why that car hasn't been running. But just another thing to note, John, it's very windy down here on the pit lane to the point where it almost blew a laptop off the top of the 82 Bimmer World BMW when that was plugged in on the car a couple minutes ago. Uh, that is breezy, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I know technology's getting lighter all the time, but even so, goodness me. Uh, TCR, Stephen Simpson has gone to the top of those times with a 131.2 in the number 54. That's the mostly red Audi. That's good enough for 16th overall. And in ST, order has been restored as Nick Galante is in position number one in the 81 Bimmer World BMW. With yeah. a 137.188.
That, that BMW has been really fast this season. I'm surprised it hasn't been pegged back a little bit, uh, to be honest, because uh, they've outpaced the Mini uh, pretty much every race uh, in terms of outright pace. Uh, and uh, I think that car's been on pole is it every race this season, or certainly very close to it. Check that in a moment. Um, yeah, no, there was the... the, the uh, Nate, Nate Norberg had a pole position, didn't he, at, at uh, Sebring. Yes. But other than that, the uh, BMW has been on pole, I think, for every race. How many races? Yeah, nine races. Yeah, five poles for Nick and, and three for Devin. So, yeah, uh, that car's been very much the class of field, particularly in qualifying trim. In, race, in, ra- in the races, the Mini is a little bit closer. And as a result of that, the Mini, t- mini JCW team... It, they, those guys know they don't have the ultimate pace of the BMW, so they concentrate on the race, making sure that uh, little turbocharged Mini is is consistent over a long run. Because, of course, with a front-wheel drive, uh, compared to the, the rear-wheel drive of the BMW, it, it does tend to chew up its front tyres. There's a lot, a lot of energy goes through those continental tyres on the front end of the Mini JCW, so they have to work very hard to try and keep... Uh, Keep that longevity, keep the consistency through a longer run. So that is what they that team generally concentrates on during the practice sessions. Just going through there, Robin Liddell in the seventy-one uh, uh, Chevy Camaro. Good to see Rebel Rock guys back here this weekend. 15th position for that car at the moment. Yeah, and talking about balance performance, that car's got a little bit of a break coming in here as well. They've got uh, 35 kilos taken off that car, I believe it was, uh, since uh, their first couple of races. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that, that should be a help. They're still uh, in the 15th position at the moment, just over a little bit over a second off the ultimate pace. Robin Liddell has set the fastest time in that car, I believe. Uh, I think it was Andrew earlier on. Yeah, it was yeah. Andrew earlier on. Beg your pardon. Uh, so that, that, that yeah, the... the uh, it's a little bit tricky this session. New tyres are certainly worth a lot on these cars. And uh, if they haven't yet had a, uh, a run on fresh tyres once they're familiar with the car, then they probably wouldn't, wouldn't be showing up toward the front as yet. Fresh fresh tyres, but also fresh drivers, Jeremy, because when you get that little bit of extra sleep in the morning, it can really pay off when it comes to qualifying. And that is what the 75 car is doing. Roy Block, who wishes to launch a formal protest with IMSA for early start times, the Argentinian driver, said he spent an hour and 15 minutes in the car yesterday morning, and instead of coming out to run the practice session today, didn't feel that there was too much extra to be gained, decided that he and Pierre Kleinebing, his co-driver, should just wait for the second practice session and have a nice Nice cafe con leche with breakfast, a nice little bit of a sleep in. They're going to be fresher than anyone else come qualifying. I think that's a brilliant idea. I think uh, Jeremy and I will uh, yep. exercise our rights for that tomorrow and yep. just uh, send you and Nick in for the early sessions. That sounds very civilised, very civilised indeed. Just coming down to 11 minutes to go. And uh, just going back to that Rebel Rock racing car. Robin Liddell's just coming to the pits, actually. But uh, hopefully we will see at least one of those next year, Robin. And the rest of the team working very hard to put the deals together. The whole point of them being out this year is to prove the concept of that car and to show the potential sponsors, potential owners, potential other drivers of that car that it's a competitive platform. Yeah, and you know, and, and they did that in, in no, no uncertain terms. I mean, the, the, the cars debuted this season 
uh, at uh, at VIR a couple of races ago, finished on the podium. So yeah. it was a great great uh, debut for that team. Uh, it was uh, slightly uh, jumbled up race with the with the weather conditions, but still it was a great run for them. And you know they, that that car, having not run in the championship this season, no. uh, there was a. I think the technical team at IMSA erred a little bit on the, on the cautious side mm. in terms of of, uh, of the balance of performance coming into the, these first couple of races. So uh, the, there is some weight taken off for this weekend, and uh, the technical team will be looking at that and, and you know, figuring out where that car exactly needs to be in terms of its pace next year. Because as we heard from Paul Holton, everybody is going significantly faster this year than last. And certainly the Chevy... Camaro, when it ran last season, was very, very fast. Oh, yes. But, very competitive. Uh, but, the, but the, the whole series has moved on a pace since then. So with 10 minutes to go, let's take a look at the standings. First of all, in ST. Remember, this is only free practice one for the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. So we're not setting any grids at the moment. Nick Galante in the 81 Bimowell BMW with a 137.188 uh, has got uh, a little over th- around about three quarters of a second on the Porsche in second, the 21 car, and then it's the horde of minis. Um, Mike Lamara in the 73. He's out on the circuit at the moment. 52 and 37 in that order, all tightly bunched as minis tight t- uh, tend to be. Uh, Michael Johnson has taken over the class-leading TCR from Stephen Simpson, a 131.2 for Stephen early on. Michael already down to a 35.9 last time around, and he's Early laps. Second second or third lap. That's very impressive. Kenton Cook is out in the number 12 Audi. That's the uh, white and green car. The uh, E uh, Eurospace car. Uh, And next up is one of the Volkswagens. Or the Volkswagen that we have this weekend. Welcome back to that team. Yeah, we we do have the two cars back this weekend. Number 32 car is also here. This week with two new drivers, or so new, new to this series, Mark Brummond, who has been a regular in the World Challenge Series. He's uh, driving number 32 car. He's from Seattle, Washington. And uh, Roswell, George's Patrick Wilmot, local driver, is making his debut also in the in the Imscon Tire Sports Car Challenge. Patrick's been around sport for a few years now, but uh, he's, 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 his interest was, was sparked by his dad racing a Shelby Mustang oh, some years ago. That would spark my interest yeah, as no well. No kidding. And, uh, and Patrick, he's, he's done some racing in the MX-5 Cup Series and, uh, and various other uh, series as well, ma- mainly on a, on a, uh, on a uh, amateur or, or semi-professional level. So he's certainly, I'm sure, excited to make his debut in the Intercontinental Tire Sports Car Challenge this weekend. That's in car number 32. Down in the pit, in the 69 pit with uh, Jesse Lazer. Jesse, first of all, congratulations on driving the coolest car here. You know, it's McLaren GT4, you know. I just like it best. I kind of have to, really. Um, what's it like as a race car? Because it looks great going down the street. Uh, it's an absolutely fantastic race car, especially on a track like this. There's all the elevation and the high speeds and the flowing Get corners. Them. It grips so well, goes over the curbs so well. It's a lot of fun to drive. Sharing the car with uh, Corey, uh, Corey Fergus, you were looking at his lap times. You're kind of down the times at the moment. Is that a cause for concern, or do you have a plan to move forward? No, we definitely have a plan to move forward. We're very confident we're going to be at the top of the field. Our car is going to be great, just like it was last year, and we're going to be fighting for the win. So is that, are you kind of taking it easy because the, you're waiting for the conditions to come to you or trying it on full fuel? What's the, what is the, uh, the theory behind this first practice session? You know, we're definitely testing more for the race scenario, for a higher fuel, higher, higher, you know, more 
mileage on tires, and we're, we're just we're making sure everything runs great for the important part that's tomorrow. Last race of the season, so let me ask you to sum up your season so far. We had a bit of trouble at the beginning, but we definitely turned it around the second half of the season. We got a podium in VIR, top five at Road America. We definitely we were leading the race until a tire failure in the Laguna Seca, but I'm very excited very confident we could have a great chance to repeat what we did here last year. Thanks, Jesse. Watch out for the Camaro, that number 71 Rebel Rock Racing Machine with Robin Liddell. New tires for the first time all weekend. We're about to see just how fast they can go. Thank you, Shit. Yeah, that'll be a big jump then because uh, it's just under 130.8. Uh, has it just gone out on fresh tires? Yes, correct. Okay, okay fine. So uh, just getting so hard to speed. It's also already then within a, a tenth of a second of that car's best time so far and uh, for uh, jesse lazar he's he, it's amazing to think he's only 21 years of age because we seem to have been talking about it for years and years and years that's what we? i but said to madison snow yeah. when he was in yeah, the well, studio yesterday too. yeah and uh, you know both of those two former winners of the gt3 cup challenge of course jesse a couple of years ago and then had that win here last year in this series so he'd be looking to finish off that season as he said with another win here for that MIA team, and they'll be well deserved because they've worked really, really hard this season for for little reward. They've been fast on on uh, on several occasions, but little niggly problems getting in the way of uh, getting themselves to the top of the uh, top step of the podium. Except, of course, for um, yeah, no. What's the best? The best result this season is a. Second place finish that was at VIR, so uh, just one step away from that top on the po of the podium. Too many going past us. Still, always makes me think of slot car racing when I see those minis yes. together like that. I had the old scale electric minis, they were the classic minis, of course, but they do do the new versions as well. And there's just something about them when they're in close formation and when they've been in close formation for most of this season. Uh, the new scale extract minis take up a bit more track than the old ones. Barely get them side by side. And a mini in the pits as well at the moment. That is the 73, Mike Lamarica. The red car with the black roof and the white stripes across the roof. Displaying a decent degree of rake uh, front to back. The back tyres as Martin Haven, the king of front wheel drive touring cars commentary for many years has said, Rear tyres on a front-wheel drive car, merely there to keep the exhaust from dragging along the ground. Front tyres doing all the work. Jeremy was alluding to earlier on. We're inside the last five minutes now. And Robin Liddell just jumped up to seventh position at mm. number 71 Camaro. I think he might, uh, might have had to lift off the gas just a little bit coming through the final corner. It was a slower TCR car uh, making its way around. Uh, it wasn't too far ahead and it didn't seem to be right on the racing, quite on the racing line either, so... I think a little bit of caution there for uh, for Robin Liddell last time, but still up inside the top seven and uh, only, well, fraction over half a second yes. off the ultimate pace, which is now set by Damien Faulkner in the number 33 Winwood Racing Mercedes. So it's Mercedes, Ford, BMW, the top three at the moment. Yeah, amazing. You know, only up to seventh, Robin, despite only being half a second away in, what, two and a bit miles, two and a half miles or so around here at Road Atlanta. So, last three minutes to go. Now, earlier on, we were uh, talking about the new breed of drivers coming through uh, Ford's programme. 
And one of those is uh, a pair of those. Jack Rouse Journey and Joey Atterbury sharing the number 50, 59 Mustang. Fourth position at the moment, three-tenths off the best time from Damien Faulkner. And uh, Joey is with Nick Damon for this Continental Tire Pit Lane Report. Joey, so far so good. Fourth overall for the car. You must be comfortable with the Mustang round road Atlanta. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, a very familiar track for me. I've had a track record here in Spec Miata for a long time, but that's quite a bit different car. Um, got a great team here with Car Motorsports, Roush Performance, and uh, they got the car hooked up right now. It was a little damp out there at the beginning, but the tracks dried up very well, and uh, cars are starting to go fast. What are the aims the weekend? Obviously, your, your teammates are in second overall, but what are your, you looking to do as a, as a 59 car? Uh, in the 59 car, we're looking for our best finish as possible. You know, the uh, championship is pretty far out between first and second, so we'll do what we can to help our team, but ultimately we are looking for P1 on the podium. And how have you found this season? So you run the artists around here, now found the season in a Mustang. I mean, is this where you see your, your career going, or do you want to go across that paddock over there oh. and uh, into GTD or uh, into a prototype? And that Miata was about nine years ago. I've, I've been in these cars for a long time. Uh, I really love the GT4 class. I think the production cars are fantastic to drive, as well as this GT4 worldwide class growing exponentially throughout the years. Uh, I think even next year, more cars will be here, more manufacturers, and it'll be even better racing. Uh, we have a red flag at the moment, the 92 car, which is one of the Mercedes is off at uh, turn two. But back to you, Joe. I mean, you had a rough start the season, and now it's way better. What was the turning point? What was the eureka moment? Yeah, no, we uh, started out okay. Uh, lost a little bit of momentum there in the beginning of the, or the uh, middle part of the season. But we started with a new chassis here a few uh, races ago, and um, it's been very solid. It's actually the same chassis that the... Uh, sister car nate and kyle ran in road america um so we go ahead swap to that one and it's been fantastic ever since Great, thanks a lot best of the weekend cheers Thank mate you. that's going to bring the session to an end not nick damon talking uh, it wasn't his fault although you know what hashtag blame nick uh, for me a red flag is out and as nick rightly said spotted by nick and shit it is the 92 mercedes-benz sitting in uh, 20th position in GS, 22nd overall that's gone uh, into the tyres in between turn one and turn two. And the wrecker truck already on its way out to retrieve the Mercedes. Uh, not able to give you at the moment an update on the consequences of that because we, uh, our colleagues at TV don't have the cameras up yet I and mean, it's just beyond just where I can just see, see, just see it. through the trees there. yeah I'm not sure it's on the inside of the corner or the outside actually well it's the brought outside. the session to a slightly premature end um, it can't be blamed on me because I didn't say, well, there's a session where nobody's had any problems. <laughs> which, In fact, I was just about to say at the end of Nick's interview, but the red flag was out by them. It's Damo, the uh, avuncular Irishman, Damien Faulkner. Huge amount of experience over here in the States, having done single-seater driving in Indy Lights uh, and uh, has been a stalwart of IMSA racing for some time. By just over a tenth of a second, and in the context of what we've seen this morning, that's a decent gap. 129.290 for the number 33 Winwood Racing Mercedes, Jeremy. Yeah, a pair of third-place finishes, the best for Damo in the Cornell Tire Sports Car Challenge, and certainly he would love to finish off his tenure there 
at Windward Racing with a with a win and certainly that's a good way to start it by being fastest in the first official practice session yeah. of the week really built up a good strong uh, relationship with Russell Ward the le- the lesser uh, experienced drivers uh, and brought Russell along I mean it's only what a couple of three seasons ago that he was racing uh, Russell was racing in, in sort of local and regional series yeah a little more than a year ago really wasn't it and uh, certainly I think uh, Damien has been a huge help to Russell and, and indeed to, to Bryce as well to bring them along but uh, He's, uh, we, he, he, he gathers uh, won't be invited back next season, which is a shame, I think, because uh, they've done a good job together and they've had some good results. And certainly Russell has gained hugely from the experience that Damien Falton was able to bring, bring there. Uh, Michael Johnson finished off the session in the TCR class leader, the 54 Audi, uh, with a 131.278. Uh, and uh, Kenton Cook was uh, at the wheel when the red flag came out of the number 12 car in second, the number 31 Volkswagen in third position. And in ST, as we mentioned earlier on, it was Nick Galante's time in the 81 BMW that put him on the top of the pile. Just look at the best sector times at mm. the, in the GS category. It's the, the Mercedes of Damien Faulkner fastest through sector one. It's the BMW of uh, Greg Leofouge, who was fastest in sector two. And it was a Ford Mustang of, I believe it was Carl Maselli that set that time, fastest in sector three. So three different cars uh, in the top three positions overall, and each of them with a best sector time. Well, very good. Jeremy Shaw was alongside me, John Hindoff, in the booth for this first free practice session of the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Our Continental Tire pit lane reporting team already heading back towards us uh, on the... uh, Driver's left-hand side of the track in the support paddock, Shea Adam and Nick Damon. And, uh, well, almost a clean session. We'll get you an update on that Mercedes number 92 when next we are back. But for the moment, we'll hand you back to Ed Conway here at Road Atlanta. 98.1 FM is Radio Road Atlanta. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.